are listening to the Classic Sermons Podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. You will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival sermons from great preachers of the past. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Acts chapter 9, Acts chapter 9, please, in the Word of God, Acts chapter 9. How does he tonight on don't argue with God, huh? Don't argue with God. In the morning, the Lord willing, in the 10 o'clock hour, I shall speak on three magic words. I want you to hear them in the morning. Three magic words in the morning at 10. Tomorrow evening, God willing, my life story in four words. My life story in four words. And tomorrow evening, if you'll encourage me just a wee bit, I'll give my famous wedding story for the last time in this place. And that'll be tomorrow night. Don't miss it now and be on hand for those services. A joy to be with you. Thank God for the whole service tonight and for all of you. In verse 10, Acts chapter 9, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. To him said the Lord, by man of vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the street, which is called straight, and inquire in the house of Jews for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth. And as seen in a vision, a man named Ananias coming in, putting his hand on him, that he might receive sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done in the, to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. And the Lord said to him, You go your way, go thy way. For he is a chosen vessel in me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show thee how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. What I'm giving you this, Ananias tried to argue with the Lord, didn't he? He tried to argue, say, Lord, I'm not going. That fellow Saul the Tartar, he's tough. He's mean. I'm not going. He was arguing with God. No, my friends, don't ever argue with God. Don't ever argue with God. Obey God. Whatever it may be, you obey the Lord. No matter how you feel, you obey God. Now, don't argue about the call of God. Young people, if God has called you into his service and do what God says. To preach, to teach, to be a missionary, whatever it may be, you do what God says. Don't argue with God. And many people do that. They get called and then they argue about it. They worry about it. They fret about it. And they uh, refuse and then they change their mind and up and down. No, no, you do what God said do it right away. Don't argue with God. Don't argue about the work that he wants you to do. To preach, to teach, to sing, to be a missionary, a soul winner, to be a pastor, whatever it may be, you say, Lord, I'll do whatever you say. Don't argue about what God wants you to do. If he wants you to do, he'll show you, then do what God says. Again, don't argue about separation from the world. People argue about that. Uh, coming out from among them, be a separate, say the Lord. Don't be lukewarm. Be out and out for God, up and out for him every moment. Now, come out and be separate. Don't argue with God about it. Just say, Lord, I'm going to do this. If there's something wrong, if there's a question mark on something, don't do it. If there's a question mark, don't do it. Now, be right. Again, don't argue about the chastisement of God. Sometimes God chastens, huh? For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. Sometimes God's going to whip you, and you're going to wonder why. Oh, you know why. You'll know why. But you argue with God, and you say, Lord, why, why do I have this? Why did this come on me? Because you didn't live for him. You didn't walk with him every day, and he chastened you. Now, don't argue with God. Obey God. Don't fuss about it. Simply do what God says and accept what God gives for you. Walk with the world, love the Lord, and serve him. Don't argue about your giving. 
Don't argue about you. Every Christian ought to be a tither. And you ought to go beyond the tithe and give. You ought to go beyond that. And don't argue with that. Just say, Lord, uh, you may say, well, the church wastes their money. They do this or that. No, that's not it. You give, and the Lord will take care of you. And you don't have to worry about the other fellow. You just go and give your part and do what God said. Don't argue. Don't argue. Then don't argue about worship, about going to the house. Don't argue. Just simply do it. Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, be in here in every service, and don't argue. Uh, some people all, always argue. Well, I went to Sunday morning. I don't think I'll go to Sunday night. Oh, I went to Sunday. I don't go Wednesday. I skip that. And uh, they argue with God. No, don't argue. Just do what's right. Don't ever argue with God. Simply serve him. Worship God faithfully. Don't argue about witnessing. Don't argue about it. Just go on witness. Go on witness. And say, well, I'm scared. Go on witness anyway. You say, well, they won't listen to you. Go on witness anyway. They laugh at me. Go on witness anyway. Uh, tell them what the Lord has done for you. Obey. Now, don't argue about that. See, I'm just saying put out a certain thing. Make them definite in your life. People are always uh, going up and down, in and out, out, on and off. And you don't do that. No. You say, dear Lord, I'm on your side. I'm going to serve you. I'm not going to argue with you. I'm going to do what you say every step of the way. Amen. You have people not here tonight. They say, well, I went last night. I'm not going to go tonight. Right. And they argue with God and say, you better go. No, no. I'm, I went, well, uh, no, you don't argue with God. You do what God says. And you serve God faithfully. Now, obey God and be obedient and let God have his way in your heart and life. Now, that's my introduction in brief, and I want to give it to you. Now, I want to talk about the matter of obedience and this matter of obeying, not arguing with God, but obeying God. Number one, obedience brings fellowship with God. I want to walk with God. And he walks with me and he talks to me and tells me I'm his own. I want to feel his presence. I want to know his nearness. I want to be near the Lord. And I've got to obey the Lord. If I'm to have fellowship with God, I've got to be an obedient child. When I'm disobedient, I do not have the fellowship I should have. In your home, when your son is disobedient, your daughter, that makes a little difference, doesn't it? And you want to be right. And you want to be right with God. Now, fellowship with God. Now, fellowship brings joy in worship and joy in giving a tithe and offering and joy in the serving. And many Christians are out of fellowship. They're out of fellowship. Now, obedience brings fellowship. They have no joy in worship, no joy in working, no joy in witnessing. They miss it all. You come back and say, dear Lord, I want to be obedient. The blessing of obedience, and obedience means Amen. fellowship with God, Amen. walking with Him daily. Uh, I was born in the state of Indiana, Hoosier, English Indiana, little old country town of 500 people, poverty-stricken people, moved to Louisville with my mother and dad, of course, and just a boy. And then we moved in the town. My dad worked on the street railway, streetcar conductor, and then he bought a little farm out on the edge of town, seven acres of land, seven acres and uh, didn't have any money, didn't cost very much, and a poor, poor place, a, 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 a terrible two-room house where we lived in, and we had a rough time. But I knew we're, we'll forget something. My dad kept his job in the city in Louisville, and we had lived out on the farm about 10 miles away. And uh, he'd get up and go to work in the morning and come back at night. And every morning, every morning before he'd leave, he'd give me instruction what to do. I had to clean out the barn. I had to do this, that, and the other. And he gave it all. And little step by step, I do the hoeing and the plowing and the whatever. I had a little over seven acres. didn't have much, but it was all we could afford, all we could get. And uh, we had to do it. But I had to obey. And he'd come back at night and would check on what I was doing. Had I obeyed his command. And he gave them. How we do? I was happy when I did so. Now, obedience brings fellowship with God. When I don't obey, fellowship is broken. 
And when you're not obeying God, you don't enjoy God's presence. You don't enjoy the word of God and prayer like you should. But obedience will bring fellowship with God and write it down in your heart. Number two, obedience means answers to your prayers. Number two, obedience means answer. Listen, if I regard iniquity in heart, the Lord will not hear me. Disobedience is sin. It is sin defeats your prayer life. Now you've got to obey God. And obedience will mean answers to your prayers. When I left Chattanooga and Highland Park to what I'm doing now, it was an act of obedience to the Lord. The Lord said, this is what I want you to do. I spent 40 years and six months in one place. And I retired. But I felt led of God, the thing you're doing, and to say to the Lord, I'm in your hands. Obedience means answers to your prayers. And when you obey God, then God gives answers. And will give you what you have need of. And we've got to say, Lord, I want to be right with God. I brought up in the Southern Baptist Convention. I was an officer in the convention. I came to Birmingham, Alabama as an evangelist for the Birmingham Baptist Association. For three years, I worked with them. A convention and all. I loved it. I had a good time. I won soul. But I felt something wrong. I enjoyed my work. I like to win people to Christ. I like to have revival meetings, but there was something wrong, and I felt led of the Lord to come out of the convention. I felt led of God to do so. I received some angry, mean letters from Baptist preachers and from people everywhere, from the authorities in Nashville, and many, many uh, condemned me, but I felt led of God, and I felt I had to do this, had to obey the Lord, and to do what God said, and because of that, we established Worldwide Faith Missions, a big mission fellowship getting missionaries around the world. Tennessee Temple School began in 1946, an independent school, and a great one, and a great one today. Hundreds and hundreds of young people there. And Camp Joy was started. Our baby Joy died. I bought 60 acres of land from a TVA and began a camp for children, which is going today in a wonderful way. Thousands have been saved. And the Union Gospel Mission uh, was service day by day. And about 16 chapels around Chattanooga, extension point, were going on. Now, obedience means answer to your prayers. Do you want your prayers to be answered? Then obey God. Amen. Disobedience is sin. It's wrong. And when you're not obeying God, obey God, obey God in the simple thing. Your church attendance, your tithing, your witnessing, your prayer life, all of it, simply obey God. Live a life of faithfulness. Live a life of separation from the world. Obedience will bring answer to your prayers. I have one more thought. Obedience means power in witnessing. Obedience means power in witnessing. Acts 1.8, but ye shall receive power. And the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Obedience means power in witnessing. Obey God. Amen. Listen to his word. Obey him. And God will give you power in your witnessing, telling people about Christ and winning souls to the Savior. Many people like that. Say this this very night, I want to obey God. I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not talking uh, preacher language. I'm talking the language of the everyday. Yes, sir. If you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Amen. Now, you have him now. But, my dear friend, does he control your life? Right. Are you filled with the Holy Spirit? 
Have you said goodbye to the things of the world? Goodbye to the negative ideas of the world? And you said, Lord, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18. I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. I want the power of God upon my life. I want God to use me. My witness, my testimony, all of it for the glory of God. Now, witnessing, obedience means power in witnessing. And this power will come upon you when the world is pushed away and you give God full control. This power will come with the emptiness of self when self gets out of the way. It comes when the separation from the world and you turn away from the world. It comes when you surrender your will to the will of the Almighty God. Amen. Now, when His power... And you want his power. And God has blessed many of you in a marvelous way. You've seen that tonight in this service. People on this platform led to Christ, the power of God. Now, that comes by a surrender to the will of God and the power of God upon you to witness and to win people to the Lord. I want God to use me to bring others to the Savior. You pray the same thing. Your neighbors, your friends, your fellow workmen in the shop, in the factory, in the store. And you say, oh, God, I want to win to the Lord. I want to be used of God to win people to the Lord. The greatest thing in the world is to win someone to Christ. Nothing greater than that. Nothing greater than that. And I watch soul winners, how God uses them, how amazingly. Your pastor knows what I'm going to say. I had a man in Chattanooga. Got saved, I baptized him, baptized his wife, and he came in. He was a business, businessman in the city. And he got in the church, got saved, born again. And he decided, I want God to use me. And he turned loose and went at it. And I began to see people walk down the aisle every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. And this one man going at it, going at it, just striving daily. And he was the man back of the bus work. Began the bus work. We had began with one bus. And we eventually owned 35 new ones we put on the route at one time. And he was back of it. All of it. And witnessing and winning people to Christ. And going after them night and day. And we'd have people saved Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. I baptized thousands and thousands of converts. And many of them led to Christ with this one man. This one man. But he got saved. Up in his adult life. And became a child of God and a soul winner for the Lord. And was back of the business of buses operating over the city of 35 of them we had. Bringing people in. And many, many things going on. And this man did the job. M.J. Parker. M.J. Parker. Humble man. But a great witness for Christ. I had the, he, he passed away at the funeral service. And standing at the graveside of Greenwood Cemetery, the wife pulled me to one side, Brother Robertson, I don't, she said, don't think you may know this. Just want you to know it. MJ loved the Lord. He loved his work. But said, maybe you didn't know it. He had no education whatsoever. I didn't know that. I never watched it or let it be written, let no notes to me or anything at all. She he never finished the third grade in school. But one of the greatest soul winners we had around the church with M.J. Parker, fully dedicated to the Lord. Now, don't argue with God. Just do what God says. Amen. Don't argue. And uh, uh, going to church, don't argue with God. Just go. Uh, don't argue with God about you. Read your Bible. Amen. Don't argue with God about prayer, matter of prayer and the importance of prayer, but get on and pray. And uh, simply do what God. Don't argue with God. Just say, Lord, I want to do your will, and I shall do it with all of my heart. Don't, don't argue with God. Has God called you to preach? Then preach. Amen. 
Has God called you to be a missionary? Then be a missionary, young man, young woman. Has God called you to teach? Then teach. And teach with all your heart. And God calls you to witness and witness. And whatever it may be, you turn out and don't argue, don't fuss. Just simply say, Lord, I want your will to be done. I want your will to be done. Don't argue with God. Dear Lord, I surrender my all to you. Whatever I have, I want you to have it, Lord. Young man, young woman, you say it. Mother and dad, grandparent, you say it. And they, oh God, I want you to use my life. I want to be right with God. I want to serve God. I want to witness for Him. I want to be faithful to Him. I want to be what God wants me to be for the glory of God and for the winning of the loss. Don't argue, but do what God says. Don't offer excuses. Excuse making. That's argument also. Don't offer it. Say, Lord, I want to do your will, and I shall do your will. I'm giving my best. I'm giving all I have to you. I surrender my life to you. My whole life is yours. Take me and use me. Don't argue with God. Let God have his way. Maybe you bow, bow our heads, please. Heavenly Father, speak to the hearts of the people. May all the Christians here tonight say, Lord, your will be done. I surrender myself to you. I want your will to be done. I want you to guide me by the Holy Spirit to do your will. Don't argue with God. I'm going to say tonight, heads are bowed. How many Christians say, pray for me? I want my life to count for God. I've been holding back. I haven't been doing my best. I've been arguing with God and saying, well, let somebody else do it. No, I'm going to give my best. I want you to pray for me. You're a child of God, but you say, please pray for me. Would you raise your hand? You've got a hand raised up. Men, women, come on, young people. And yes, I want God to use me. I want God to use me, use me, use me for his glory. Anyone else, put your hand up. Up in the balcony, up in the balcony, put your hand up and say, pray for me. God bless you. Now let God have his way with you. And just move out on my faith in God and do what God says. How many of you tonight say, Brother Robertson, I'm not saved. I've never accepted Christ as my Savior. I want you to pray for me. I'm lost. I know I am. And I want to be a Christian. Please pray for me. Would you raise your hand, put it up high, and say, please pray for me. If you have never been saved, I'd like to pray for you tonight. If there's a one in the building anywhere. How many Christians here? Maybe you're uncertain about your church membership. Maybe God wants you to be in this great church. Don't argue with God. Don't argue with him. Do what God says. If God's speaking to you, then obey him and obey his voice and say, Lord, I'll do what you say. Now, Father, have your way and bless in this invitation for Jesus' sake. Thank you for listening to the Classic Sermons podcast from PreachTheBible.org, a ministry of North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. To listen to many more powerful sermons, visit our website, preachthebible.org. If you enjoy Christian music and programming, visit knbbc.com for Christian music you can trust.